Welcome to the Bacon Games Podcast, your source for the latest from the MLB and the NFL. Let's get started with your host, Jesse. Hello, hello, what's up? I'm back from my mini break, I guess. Um, it's tough having a, I'm going to call it a big boy job, but like a real job that actually pays money, and then doing this all on the side, watching all the film, doing all this stuff. So sometimes, especially late in the year, especially in December, I do have to take a week off or where I miss stuff where it's, last week it was uh, just a whole mess of things, but work was super busy and that's just going to happen. Um, I don't expect to miss any more during the regular season uh, for the rest of it. I mean, I might not do week 18, but it might be like a shortened thing because that's just week 18. I don't know. Give a shit about that because there's like maybe like three, four significant games. But to be fair, they're usually all division games. So like that's whatever. I mean, that, that's 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 always fun, I guess. Right. I mean, I don't know about betting on any of that stuff because it's kind of cringe. I don't know who's going to play. Uh, I just remember distinctly playing in a championship game in week 17 because my league back home with my friends, we were in high school, was really fucking stupid. Even in college, I think we had a week 17 uh, championship. And I mean, that was when week 17 was the last week of the regular season. And I remember distinctly Calvin Johnson being active for a game, me starting him, being really happy about it. And he was a decoy and literally played and did nothing. Super upsetting, super disappointing, but... Uh, that's why we don't play the last week of the season. That's why we probably don't bet or do anything last week of the season. Unless it's, like, a real game that actually matters, then maybe if I have some kind of good odds that I like, I'll do it. But whatever it is, what it is. All right, we've got, tonight, the Steelers versus the Vikings. Now, the big question, especially for fantasy, is if you have Delvin Cook, because he is going to play, he's going to be active, do you start him? I think the answer is it's going to hurt a lot when you bench him, or if you bench him and he goes off, and that might suck. But you need to think about, you don't need to think about that, or you shouldn't think about how, how it makes you feel. Uh, if you want to win, I mean, if there's a must-win game and stuff like that, which I assume it is for a lot of people, uh, you, you care about winning rather than, like, it feels bad if he, like, it doesn't, if he goes well and he's on your bench. I just, I, I think it depends on how much of an underdog you are in the matchups. And it sucks that this is the Thursday game, so you can't really tell, like, oh, like, I'm, I'm already down a bunch because of the Thursday game, or I'm already down a bunch because of, I mean, it wouldn't be a Saturday game yet, but I'm already down a bunch because of other games that happened before. So if you if this is like a must-win game and you're like a six and six, seven and six, six and seven team, and you're going up against a team that it's like nine wins, eight wins, something like that, and they they still have a pretty good roster and they're still looking to play well, I would take the chance with Cook because I mean there's about a 50-50 shot he gets less than ten carries. Yeah, there's 50-50 shot he gets less than ten carries, and it's real bad because Alexander Madison is perfectly serviceable. He's not as good as Delvin Cook, but I don't know if he's as good as injured Delvin Cook. That is something to consider. He's like, what, like, two weeks away? But it's like a short two weeks away from what happened to him uh, the last time he, he had this injury. So I, I just, it's, it's a real tough one. Um, I, I, it really just depends on matchup. If you need a home run, I go with Cook because he could hit a home run. But there's a very good chance he is a dud. Uh, and if you want to play it safe, go Madison. That's that's a fine, safe play. Uh, he he does, to be fair, carry some, carry some risk too. Because, I mean, if, if Cook... Uh, it doesn't get hurt, and he gets under 10 carries, which is definitely still a possibility there, too. Or doesn't re-injure his injury, re-aggravate, re-aggravate whatever injury it was, or the shoulder injury, I think, or something like that. But, yeah, whatever he is, if he re doesn't re-aggravate it, I mean, under 10 seems still possible, but I, I, I think Madison would get probably about 
the same in that context, maybe? I expect this game to go over, so the, the over-under right now is 44.5. I expect this game to go over, definitely. Uh, I think this one, I, this is a really, really low over-under for what should be a high-scoring game. Uh, not gonna lie, I expect like 50, I expect the over-under to be like 47, 47 and a half or something like that, so the over here is very easy for me. Um, I've got the Steelers plus 5.5, they keep a lot of games close. Minnesota's a little bit too injured for me to love taking them at minus 3.5, so I think it's an easy one that I'll get there. And, but I am taking Minnesota money line. I think the offense is just better. Um, the Steelers defense is very good. Minnesota does have some problems blocking. We'll have some problems blocking for sure. But it's Justin Jefferson. He's real good, man. I think, I think he's super good. Um, I think Kirk Cousins has been really good. We're not under pressure. It can be tough when he's under pressure for sure. But if we get Cook firing all cylinders, no Thielen, but I don't hate like D.D. Westbrook or, you know, K.J. Osborne. I don't think they're obviously not Adam Thielen, but they're not, they're not that bad. <laughs> they're really not. Um, and, and I just, I think, uh, I think Minnesota's, it, this is the must-win game too. I think the defense hopefully can come through. We'll have to look at the inactives and actors when we, when we come through today, because I know they had injury problems last week that did uh, help them lose to Detroit, which, fun fact, both these teams have not beaten. There are the two things in Detroit's column, win-loss win column and tie column, <laughs> that uh, that um, that haven't been losses for them. So it's just very interesting. It is in Minnesota, too, which is nice. That, that is helpful. Um, the th I think that definitely adds to the spread, but yeah, I'll take Pittsburgh plus three and a half. I'll take uh, Minnesota money line, and I'll take the over. I am, I think, starting now, I'm going to track my over-under picks, uh, just because I'm curious, because I think I've been really good at them. Last week was a little disappointing, but I want to, I want to track all of how I feel about the over-under stuff. I, I'm, I'm really curious to see how that goes, just as a little experiment, because maybe I'll continue it into next year if I think it's gone well. Um, so yeah, I'll be doing that on here, and then I'll post that, you know, where I normally post all my stuff, obviously. Anyway, moving on. I, we've got, um, uh, I'm sorry, the, Maybe I'll come back to this at the end, but um, I don't know if, if you saw my Twitter at Baking Games Jesse on Twitter. I, <laughs> I I wrote a tweet when I was pretty stoned last night, and I still think it's very very good. And I want to read it because this is the film from last week with Deontay Johnson and Ben Roethlisberger. And Ben had a really good game. Um, he he was he was he was very good. Uh, surprisingly, last week uh, it could continue, but that is what it is. And it's about Deontay Johnson, who's had a really insane year. Not my favorite Steelers receiver, though, next year, definitely. Actually, I think Juju's going to leave, but he'll still be my number two behind Claypool when Roethlisberger retires and they actually get a guy who has a lot, uh, who has, I was going to say live arm, but like a, a real arm, like a very good arm, because Ben Ben doesn't. And that's why Najee catches a lot of balls. That's why he's so involved in the offense. That's why it's been hard for Claypool to be as good as people uh, have wanted him to be for fantasy. I've never really thought he's been great for fantasy because I wasn't like really super bought into the talent. I am really bought into the talent now. But uh, I'm not bought into the situation at all. But if the line can't protect Ben, Ben throws the ball pretty fast. He's got a weak arm, for the most part. It just, it just doesn't fit uh, at all what, Ch what Chase Claypool is, is good at, you know? But anyway, this is the tweet I had last night. Uh, I wasn't really planning on tweeting about the Baltimore-Pittsburgh game, but holy fuck, I can't believe one of Ben's best, if not the best deep throw, deep ball he has thrown all year was dropped by Deontay Johnson, who had 13 drops last year and zero before this week. That was his first drop of the year. I just I just find that super funny. I think that was great. I want to self-flagellate, or flagellate myself, I don't know what the word is, but congratulate myself, uh, say how good I am at life and Twitter, and by reading that on my podcast, so, y'all heard it here, maybe you've heard it twice, uh, yeah, I'll talk a little bit more about that at the end when I wrap up and just talk about guys and stuff, but anyway, next up, we've got the Raiders and the Chiefs, uh, I've got the Raiders plus nine and a half, and I've got the Raiders money line, the over-under for this one is tougher, I like the 
47 and a half. So, it's, so the over under for this is 47 and a half. And anytime I get to a 47, I feel super weird about that. Because a 48, right, is multiple of 7, right? Uh, I'm sorry, 49 is multiple of 7. So that'd be what? Uh, five, seven touchdowns, pretty much, between. And that's, what, 4 and 3? So that's 28 to 21. Seems possible. Seems pretty possible. I think I'm going to go with the over for this one. But I do I do think the Raiders have a really good scheme to slow down Mahomes uh, and, and Tyreek Hill and, and those weapons. So I, I, I this is a must-win game for the Raiders. I don't think the Chiefs have figured everything out. Dark Horse has been really good. Uh, so is Hunter Renfro. You know, the offense definitely has lost some stuff with losing Ruggs, the deep ball threat. You know, uh, without Waller and stuff over the past few weeks has been pretty tough. I mean, I think Foster Morneau is still playing, right? So it doesn't... Yeah, he's not coming back for this game. But they've been a lot of stuff... They've got a great defensive line, and as good as the Chiefs line has been playing in relation to what they played in the beginning of the year, I think the Raiders' D-line is better. As much as I raved in the offseason, especially with the Kansas City offensive line, and they've been putting together a decent amount recently, I just I don't expect the, the Chiefs to, to sweep the division, uh, the divisional um, game. Last year it was 1-1, this year it'll be 1-1. The Raiders even outscored the Chiefs uh, in, in the two games that they played. So I, I, I think that's something that can happen again. Derek Hart has, what, the most passing yards in the NFL still? I, Josh Jacobs has looked great. I mean, when he's finally getting the full workload, uh, with the Kyle, um, uh, with the Drake injury, I, I just think that's, that's great for him. He's such a workhorse. He's such a stud. And I mean, the Raiders really can control this clock. Like the, the plus nine and a half is like an easy lock for me. Like that, that is, that is a big lock for me. Um, I, pr- I probably bet that and the, the money line, uh, with like a unit, maybe a unit and a half. So I, I think I think that's that's fun <laughs> at least. Um, so I got the Raiders here in this one. Um, I'm starting all those guys I mentioned. You know, Morneau or the tight end for the Raiders. He's like my 15th ranked tight end. So you probably could have better options, but you most likely don't because tight end is such a shit show. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I like I, I think I like the over here. 47 and a half. I, I, I like the over. All right, we got the Jets and the Saints. Um, I've got the Jets plus five and a half, and I am heavily considering heavily considering playing them money line as well i think zach wilson looked really good last week i know they lost Corey davis but i'm hoping that this thrust denzel Mims finally into the spotlight um the saints are getting back kamara i believe which is a big deal i think the the line will move in fact i think it will opened up at like four and a half if i'm not mistaken that's entirely possible uh but kamara is a huge deal for the saints they've got a very good defense no if ands or buts but i mean if elijah moore is also a perfect guy for uh for zach wilson because he's a great slot receiver who was beating darius slay a bunch last week which was very surprising to see a rookie do slay's had a great season and he was very good in that game even besides the fact when he got beat by elijah moore moore's been great he's been really really good um and if we get mims going which i think is definitely possible giving the opportunity again coming back off of covid and everything i i, I expect him to be very good uh, still, I still very much believe in Mims, whatever you want to call it, fucking call it, dude. Uh, but I, 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 I want, um, <laughs> I really do want, uh, I really do think the Jets can win this one, so I'll definitely think I'm plus five and a half, I'm leaning money line Jets, right now I have the Saints, I want to see how, how Kamara, you know, how it goes, I, I, I think they're without Ingram and Ty Johnson too, right? Which is just, a- losing any skill positions for the Saints is just, it's fucking brutal now. The over under this is 43. I like the under. Saints defense is very good still. And the Jets defense doesn't need to be great to... I mean, Bryce Hall, God, like, they're one of their best defensive players. Will he even need to cover anyone? I mean, I don't know. It, it should be tough for the Jets to get pressure, though, which, which is an issue. And, you know, they got a cheat code in Taysom Hill, who I do think is the best starting quarterback the Saints have had all year. 
Jameis Winston was Teddy Bridgewater light. Or maybe Teddy Bridgewater plus. He was probably like Teddy Bridgewater early on the season. Can't win them the games if they're losing. Gotta rely on the defense and everything. And plus he had Kamara to deal with too. Like these quarterbacks haven't. Like Simeon hasn't really had had him to deal to had had to use him at all or been able to use him at all, which is frustrating. But yeah, I like the under here for sure. I, I don't love it though. I'm not sure if that's a bet, but I, I like the under 43 here. Now I've got the Jaguars and the Titans. I've got the Jaguars plus eight and a half. I think I did the same thing with the Houston last week against um, Indianapolis. Indianapolis crushed them, but Tennessee was on bye last week. Yeah, 13 week 13. I'm pretty sure that was their bye week. Uh, I, this is at Tennessee, but division game where the Jaguars, I think, are a little fired up. I mean, Urban is a shitty coach, but I expect James Robinson to play the whole game. He's on track to do it. Uh, something's got to give eventually. Trevor is too good of a quarterback to be held back by this, and Tennessee's looked really rough. The defense is very good, so the governor for this is 43.5, so I like the under for sure. Because um, I, I I still think Bevel is, is, is really good, and he's, he's the best part, uh, the defensive coordinator for the Jaguars, and the defense is... Oh, God, showing it's the, the the better part of this team, which is fucking embarrassing. That's just fucking dumb. I wish we had DJ Chark back so much, but anyway, besides the point, I mean, I, I love the Titans defense. I really do. I think it'll hold the Jaguars to around a decent amount, but I like the plus eight and a half a lot. I think it's still t Tennessee money line, but if you want to take a Jaguars fucking whatever and been like, yeah, this is fine. We'll deal with it. It's a vision game. It'll happen. Yeah, I I, I, I think um taking the money line is, is risky. I probably won't do it. Uh, unless I've just got money to blow, I'm like, yeah, fuck it, I want to have some fun and root for the Jaguars, which is something I could consider doing, but I probably won't put that out and, and tell people to bet that, to be honest, so, whatever. But I, I, I do like the 8.5, I think I'll probably take the half, and I'll take the under, I might even parlay that. Um, yeah, uh, James Robinson is a guy who I'm starting with confidence uh, in fantasy. Uh, Tannehill is right around the middle, I think I have actually, Tannehill's like right in front of uh, of Lawrence. It's really close, though. They're two good quarterbacks who don't have any weapons to throw to, so it's gonna be tough, and that's why I like the 43 and a half under. I take that under to, like, 40, about, maybe, like, 41. Uh, it's real good, real good value, and the under is even juiced more than the over. I, I like that a lot. Like, it, it's minus 115 for the over, and then minus 105 for the under. I like that. Super fun. Um, yeah, I, I, I can rant and rave about the Titans defense. I still think they're really good. Harold Landry, uh, Kristen Fulton, you know, if they had their cornerback that they drafted, they'd be even better. But sadly, the injuries are and Bayard, as long as he doesn't get hurt, really good. They've, they've got a really solid defense, a really good offensive line. Just need to figure out who the running backs are. And I have both the running backs, Dante Foreman and the, I think Hillard's the other guy right back to back. I'm not sure which one's better. Hillard had that huge run, whatever. I, you can start him if you want. I think they had very similar carries. Uh, I was really disappointed McNicholas didn't do well. Sucks, uh, what, Evans, the guy to App State from, that was a third round pick two years ago. Sucks he got injured. He went on IR this year because I would have been all over that guy for sure. I was really excited about them drafting. Was it Deontay, Deontay Evans? I, I, I'm, I'm going to look him up real quick right now because I'm totally, totally blank on this motherfucker's name. I just, I just don't know. Um, so yeah, it was whatever. I, I'll have to. I, I got. Is it? Is it Deontay? It's like Durante or Deontay. It's, I know it's not like Deontay, like the traditional spelling of Deontay or anything like that. But it, it's it's something similar, and I I don't remember. Um, what's oh shoot, I'm in roster. I need to go to roster. All right, what is his name? Um, oh, Duranton. D a r r y n t o n. Duranton Evans. Whatever, I liked him. Uh, yeah, he was at Appalachian State, drafted in 2020, yep, around three, uh, selection 93. Yeah, I, I, I would have liked to see him play this year, but unfortunately, um, it's not really going to happen, because he's on the IR. Anyway, um, whatever, we're moving on. 
We've got the Ravens and the Browns, my dudes, coming up next. So, love Hollywood Brown in this one. Um, I know I think he had a pretty disappointing game last time uh, they played each other, but I, I don't think there's really any defenses that can slow him down. And the Ravens' pass, ro uh, pass blocking has been bad, but I think it's gotten better. It's going to be tough against Cleveland, which is why I am taking Cleveland minus two and a half and money line. I think this is a trap under 43, so I'm going over because the, the past weeks have been kind of disappointing, pretty dysfunctional offenses here. They both love to run the ball. I get that. I totally do, which is why I am surprised to see this at 43 and not at like 41 or 40 even, honestly. I mean, there are lower lines. I see 42 and a half, 41 and a half. I see, yeah, I see a lot. I see a lot of low scoring stuff here. Um, and I, I really, I, th I think as much as these two teams do run the ball, and I love how they run the ball, they run for big gains. And I don't love both of these run defenses. I like Cleveland's run defense better for sure. But <clears throat> I mean, Baltimore's banged up in the secondary. I mean, God, what is it, Jimmy Smith starting? And I would love to see some some Adarius, uh, not Adarius Thompson. What's that guy's name? Adarius Smith? Is that his? I, dude, I like who's my. He was like second on my big board, which is a mistake. But Adarius Washington's his name. I'm I'm pretty sure that's it. I'm gonna double check just to make sure. But yeah, he might have even been like a UDFA, and I think they want to play him at. Yeah, they play him at cornerback now because he's five eight and one hundred seventy eight, which might even be generous. Um, I, he can he can play in the slot. I he he really can. I think he's I think he's a really good player. Really really good. Oh, is he on the IR? That's another one. That must have been recent too, because last time he played was, um, week eleven. I, man, maybe hmm, that sucks. Whatever. Yeah, Anthony Everett and um. You know, T Tavon Young, I guess, and maybe we'll see some Geno Sloan even in the slot. Um, and where is what's the other guy? Um, I guess maybe we'll see some. I don't even know who they're gonna put out there. It it's just a lot, a lot of injuries in that secondary, and I don't think they're really able to recover from it. Jimmy Smith, another guy I said right before. I do like Anthony Everett. I don't think he's that bad. Um, BFS hasn't has ranked way lower than I, th than I think it should be, to be honest. And I like I like the front four. I mean, Calais Campbell is one of the most underrated defensive players in the NFL right now. Um, Ofede has been really good. Um, Odefe, Owe, just Owe. Owe's been really good. Uh, I, I I think he's been actually really impressive, more impressive than I thought, uh, to to be honest. But I mean, not you know, not a world beater or anything like that. I mean, I love their their front, you know, seven ish, like I said. But the back, or at least the cornerbacks, have just been too hurt, man. Uh, I I do like Chuck Clark and Deshaun Elliott. I think they're both very good safeties, honestly. Uh, as much as I want to see Geno Stone out there, I think you know why. Uh, I mean, Deshaun Elliott is hurt, but still. Whatever, I mean, it'd be great to see more Geno Stone. I'll tell you that. I love Geno Stone. He was drafted, I want to say, actually, by the Ravens, but I thought they cut him initially. I don't know, he's gotten some more playing time recently, and I think he really deserves it. So, anyway, I feel like I'm uh, talking around the points a lot. You know, you start who you want in this one, except don't start Latavius Murray. He is the clear, clear two, way behind Devonta Freeman. This has been the case for... Uh, since at least September, <laughs> so I don't know why. I don't. I hope I don't need to say that or to anyone again. Um, Bateman is definitely the guy who I'm fading for sure. I mean, he had a goose egg last week, which is disappointing. But going against Denzel Ward should be real tough, or going against Greedy Williams, or going against New uh, Newsom. Yeah, Greg Newsom. Any of these quarterbacks plus the two safeties that I like a lot. You know, Josh Johnson, big fan. It, it, it's tough. Um, Hollywood Brown's the only one who who could do stuff like that, and hopefully the the. Offensive line holds up enough for him to do that, but yeah, this, this is a Cleveland game for me, for sure. For sure. I'll probably be betting on it, too. All right, next up, we've got the Falcons at the Panthers. Um, Panthers are only minus two and a half. I don't think Cam needs to throw the ball 
really at all for them to win this game. I expect the Panthers' defense to dominate, and that's why I'm taking the under 42.5 very easily. So, yeah, I'll take uh, Carolina money line, Carolina minus 2.5. It's at Carolina. Uh, it, it, they're pretty much saying we don't know what the minus 2.5 with that. I, I want to say they think it's a toss-up. I think it's a toss-up, too. I, in fact, just because it's a division game, I feel like it's a toss-up, but Carolina's a better team. Better coach, um, not a better quarterback, not a better tight end, but... You look almost everywhere else. Except the offensive line, there are good parts of the Falcons' offensive line, for sure. And there's one good part of Carolina's offensive line, maybe? Morton, maybe? But otherwise, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it's, but, but, I mean, if you just look at the defense. I mean, I like Terrell, too, but he's not Stephon Gilmore. He's not, uh, he's just not Stephon. I mean, Stephon Gilmore is the healthy one that we care about, right? Um, so he's just not him. And I love Chin. I love the defensive front. Fox, uh... Gross Matos, fucking Derek Brown, uh, Brian Burns, just just all very really good players. Um, this should be this should be a good Carolina victory. Get them get them back on track a little bit. Get them keep them in the hunt a little bit. All right, next up we've got the Cowboys and the football team. Pollard with uh, that reaggravated injury thing, not great, but it is what it is. Um, I will be taking the Cowboys minus four, and I'll be taking the Cowboys money line, and I will be taking the under 48 points in this one. Uh, I think Cowboys win pretty handily in this one. I think it, they score like 25 points to Washington's 14 or 20, 21, maybe something like that. I, I don't think you get to the 49 touchdowns, the, the seven touchdowns that we talked about before type deal. I, I don't think that happens. I think football team is a very good team. I do. I think Cowboys are a way better team. It is in Washington. It is in DC where, where they play outside of like an hour outside of DC, but whatever. Anyway, I like a lot of what the football team's doing, but don't don't get it twisted. The Cowboys are a very good team, uh, and, and sometimes they don't play like it. Sometimes they're not as good. That definitely happens. I believe it. It 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 happens. But Amari Cooper should be coming off the snap count. I think Zeke is just underrated now, which is fucking insane to say because I it was kind of overrated before. Uh, they got a great line for them. Roar behind too. Uh, Gallup is back. Uh, football team has has the defense has really come together. I've been saying it for like a month now, and it's it's been true. Uh, even without the two pass rushers. And it sucks that Sweat got COVID and might miss two games. He's definitely missing this game, but if he's back for next week, oh my god, that's just such a helpful in the end. I know they're getting Ionitis involved, and but the two, the pass rushers they have outside are just terrible backups because they already had two stars there. Like, well, why why waste any more draft capital on that or waste money on that? I get it. Um, and I think Ionitis can play like inside outside stuff. They're still getting pressure on the inside, which is great. But the Cowboys, the offensive line is going to be okay there. I, I think it'll give Dak plenty of time. I think they throw. I think they throw a lot. I think. They probably run less, and they just they just dominate um, this game, I think. Washington has a shot, for sure, but I give it, like, a 20% shot. Uh, Heineke actually looked really good last week, uh, for Heineke standards, rather. He wasn't just throwing deep balls up to Terry like I've seen a lot of the other games, um, and it didn't, and the game didn't really come down to depending on that. He was, he was actually a lot better. Love the way he runs. He definitely is good at running. He's athletic. He's young-ish, and I like that about him, for sure. That is useful. That's good. I get it. But, yeah, I, I just... I don't... Mm, I, I think this is a very easy come-down-to-earth game. Uh, Terry should have a good game, though. I'm a big fan. Uh, if, if Diggs doesn't have a pick in this game, I'd be very surprised, though, as well. So, Plus, we've got Mike on uh, Parsons on the end. We, we love what he's been doing. I mean, I've been saying it since pretty much the draft process that I needed him to play D-end, and you can look on my Twitter at BaconGamesJesse. My Twitter handle is at BaconGamesJesse. You can follow me there. That's where I, give a lot of, a lot, I put out a lot of content there. Uh, so, yeah, I um I, I just, yeah, I think, uh, I think that 
the the Cowboys just have a better offense and they have a pretty good defense too enough to to hold uh hold back the the football team. I think Mike is also a really uh, underrated because of how, he's just underrated uh, as a run stopper because of how good he is as a pass rusher. Um and honestly he's a better run stopper when he plays linebacker or like you know like uh you know not one hand in the ground type edge rusher type thing like you know like a 3-4 uh linebacker type deal. Uh but he but he's he's really good at stopping the run. He he, he is and I don't think Gibson I might be chasing. I, I like the way he runs. I like his hard nosed running stuff, but I think he just really lacks vision. Um, which, to be fair, isn't the worst thing in the world. I mean, look at Leonard Fournette. People love him, and he's a great fantasy asset too. Uh, you know, he, he really does benefit from not McKissick being in the concussion protocol for sure. That is helping him a lot. Uh, I, I he just didn't take the leap that people thought he would, and I thought he wouldn't take that that leap, so I called him a bust. But he kind of stayed around where his ADP went, um, which is a little disappointing. Not gonna lie for me, because people just like expected a, a, a substantially increased passing role. But you can't get rid of McKissick. He's too fucking good. There's no real reason to sane football team that is also trying to make the playoffs right now and has been all year pretty much. I didn't give the fuck up. Obviously, they're on like what, a three game winning streak, four game winning streak. Um, you don't get rid of good players just because you want to feed Antonio Gibson for you fantasy cucks out there. So. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, division game can go in either way, but that's that's how I'm that's how I'm doing it. That's what I'm throwing out there, y'all. Next up, we've got the Seattle Seahawks and the Houston Texans. I've got Seattle minus eight and a half, and I've got Seattle money line. Probably not betting on this one at all. Um, the over of this one is forty one and a half. And I'll take the over for that one. Kind of feels like they're begging me to take the over, but Tyrod's in bad. I'm not sure if he's getting benched for Davis Mills or what's going to happen there. Because uh, I did, I did see. I, I have Davis Mills as my as my starter, but I don't know if that's going to 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 happen. Um, I, I, he should be starting though, right? I'm I'm pretty sure he should be starting. I <laughs> I could be wrong. Um, he, he, sh he should be starting there, right? Yeah, because Tyrod, yeah, okay, anyway, whatever, uh, I, I, I think he, he is going to be playing, and I think he's fine, I think I expect another Cooks game, I mean, the Seattle defense has been hurt, they lost Jamal Adams, I thought they were coming together a little bit, and they kind of were at this point, but the injuries have just been killing them, and I don't love it, um, Love the offense, though. This is a DK Metcalf, maybe 200-yard game. I really expect enough blow-up, and everyone will be like, he's back to being the dynasty, you fucking one. He just had a bad stretch, dude. This happens especially to guys like him, who are big dudes. He had a great game last week. They had two missed touchdowns from Russ. That was definitely on Russ. As much as I like him, I think he's been getting a lot, a lot of unwarranted criticism as a 33-year-old quarterback who's been insane for pretty much his entire career. Um, I think he might be declining a little bit, sure, but that doesn't mean he's still not very, very good, if not still great, honestly. Um, they're going to cover up the Texans in Houston. I think the line shows that, and I'm, I'm with the sports books here. All right, next up, we've got the Lions and the Broncos. Now, I was talking earlier where this line was not 10 points. 10 points is a lot of points. I can tell you what, I'll take Denver straight up for sure, and I'll also take the under 42.5 in this one for sure. I... Mm, yeah, this is this is just um this is just real tough. Ten points is a lot, and Detroit keeps games close. I'm gonna take No, because I I think the, I think the Broncos defense is just too good to like let this happen. But I mean if the, if the Detroit scores a touchdown, this game can very easily just end up being 14-7. It's very easy. And, and we might get Swift back too. It's at Denver, which is good for them. I expect Judy to have a very good game, but this game, this game, I feel like is going to be a twenty-one ten game, twenty-one seven game. I, I really see that happening. But can Denver score that many points? 
You know what? I think they can. I think they will. They've got enough talent there where they should be able to. Yeah, we'll take Denver minus 10. Yeah, we'll do it. Denver minus 10. I feel like they're all just begging me to do that too, right? I just feel like that one too, right? Or they're begging me to do something. Uh, whatever. Um, I'll take that there though, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'll take the money line. I'll take the under 42 and a half. Pretty easy one. I'm expecting a big game from Judy. Uh, he's... Teddy should be able to throw it to him against Detroit. If, if any of these... If these Denver players don't do well against the worst, probably one of the worst pass events in the NFL, I would just be very surprised. I'll say that. All right. Next up, we got the Giants and the Chargers. And I'll just say this one. I ain't going to tell you what to do in this game at all right now, because I have no idea who's playing quarterback for the Giants. I have no idea if Justin Herbert's going to have his weapons. I have no idea if Tony or Galladay or even Saquon are going to play in this game. So it's nine and a half right now. And the over-under is 43 and a half, oh, 43. I ain't touching this shit right now. I have no idea what's going to happen. I will say, though, this game, I will remark real quick. Um, if none of the other options play, then Eckler is the easy fantasy RB1 uh, this week. I like Saquon a lot, though. He does not hurt. He's playing. I think he's in my top 15. I still like him. He's come, he's busting off a big run one of these weeks. That's what he does. Um, and I think against the Chargers, obviously, pretty bad run defense. So that can happen very easily. But, you know, if Herbert doesn't really have a lot of his weapons, like Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and um, those guys are out, it's going to be a very interesting case study to see him play without those weapons. Uh, specifically, and if he struggles, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. But if he succeeds, man, that will that will be that will be huge for me. That would be really really impressive. I'll say that that would be hella impressive, mucho impressive. Um, yeah, I think I can I think I can say that and not be too cringe. Yeah, I can be a little cringe saying that, but whatever. Nevertheless, we are. Yeah, I just I just can't I can't do that. I'm I'm definitely an interesting game to watch. Uh, then we get the Niners and the Bengals. I am. Uh, on the Bengals, plus one and a half, and I'm on the Bengals' money line. I was just thinking about the over-under. It's 48 and a half. That is... Do I think Jimmy G can do it? I think yes. So, I'm going to go with the over 49 and a half for this one. Uh, as much as I like the Bengals' defense, I think they've been really good. Then, You know what? I lied. I'm going under. 48 and a half, we're going under. We're hitting the under there on this one. I think that's a very easy under. Actually, um, I think these defenses are going to be able to keep these... God, no, I don't... I expect the Bengals to win this one by a touchdown, I think. Um, Burrow's a better quarterback. The offensive line's better for San Fran, for sure. I like San Fran's defensive front, but I also like the Bengals' defensive front. Ooh, this is going to be kind of yikes. They really project Jimmy G really well. Um, no Debo still, though, right? Or is Debo planning on playing? Let me, let me Google that real quick. Debo Samuel in... Whatever. Okay, so as an hour ago, no Debo, no Debo Samuel, Eliza Mitchell, 40 minutes to start a practice. They were hopeful that that would happen, but it doesn't appear to be the case. So... We get Debo, I like the over. We get Debo, and I'll end Mitchell, we get the over. If we don't like that, I kind of want to do the under. I, I, you know, honestly, I will be more under gang than anything else going forward, or just in general, because that's just how I'm going to be. Um, so yeah, we're going to we're be big under gang. And I think we're going to do the under 40 and a half. I, I don't know if the Bengals are going to be able to score that much against the 49ers. I don't like the 49ers quarterbacks, corner, corner, CBs, at all. Uh, yeah, like, pretty much at all. I like... One of their safeties, I guess. Tyrant can be okay, maybe. Linebackers are pretty good, though, definitely. Um, should be able to stop mixing decently well, but the Bengals line's been pretty okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think pretty okay is definitely a way to say that one. 
And um, yeah, it's tough. You know, I I love seeing the Jamar. I love when people rook, uh, rookie victory lap after eight weeks, and the Jamar has been terrible fantasy wise since. I think the slow start was inevitable. It just didn't happen initially. But he caught a lot of balls that really, really just padded those stats a lot more than they should have been. Still think Jamar is going to be very, very good in the NFL. He's showing a lot of really good film where, you know, he's, you know he has a little bit of a drop problem for sure. I mean, we saw him give up that interception pretty much. Really great play for the cornerback last week too on the Chargers. Really, really impressive. I think it was Harris. I, I'm, I'm not sure who it was. But nevertheless, I, I, I do think that Chase is coming along okay, he's just got to work out a lot of these kinks that comes from not playing football in two years. I mean, the talent is there. He goes, he'll be very, very good. I just, I was saying to caution about that stuff because the the touchdowns were kind of dependent, kind of memes. And, you know, I had a discussion before Waddle had these last two games that were insane. They was like, oh, it's not anything close. Jalen Waddle is nearly as good. Why would you share for him so bad? It's like, bro, he's been like the best offensive player on on, on that team and it's not even close. I, like, I'm sorry, like T Higgins and Joe Mixon have been better than, uh, since since T has returned from injury, he's been better than Jamar Chase. Not even close. Um, so, and, and you know, it's great for the Bengals. You know, Jamar was seeing a lot of single coverages when uh, T Higgins was being double covered early on in the year. That was really really hurting T Higgins' numbers. And then they're like zero on Jamar, and then T Higgins comes back, and they're not as thing on him. So it's it's kind of like a double edged sword thing. Although I hate that phrase. It is very, very applicable in a lot of things that I do and say, and I do use it, but I just, uh, every sword should have two sharpened edges, right? Like, what the fuck? It's just, it's just a weird thing to say, but whatever. Anyway, I mean, we don't use swords. There's no sword play in the modern world, so whatever, or the contemporary world, whatever. Anyway, I'm getting a little sidetracky, a little meme but yeah, <laughs> that is who you sign up for when you listen to this podcast, okay? <laughs> I am what I am, and uh, I ain't gonna fucking change, so that is what it is. Nevertheless, um, I said that twice, oh, so cringe, but... um. Yeah, I think that's enough of the Cincinnati game. Yeah. All right, next one up, we got the Bills and the Buccaneers. And it's in Tampa Bay. I, do, I really don't like the Bills. I don't think they're as good as the Buccaneers. But I'll say there's a very, very easy bet in this one. I'm taking 1,000%. And it is the under 53.5. That, that number is mind-boggling high. If this game goes higher than 53.5 with Carlton Davis back for the Buccaneers, and the Buccaneers, I want to say coming off of a bye in week 13. I actually don't remember. Tampa Bay Bucks schedule. It, it, did they have a bye last week? Am I stupid? Yeah, they... No, no, they didn't. Sorry. They had a bye. Maybe it was week 9. Uh, whatever. They had a bye a while ago. Fuck you. Yeah, it was between the 31st and the 14th. Okay, I lied. Whatever. Who did they play last week? Doesn't matter. Anyway, um, we've got... Yeah, I... Mm, I would take Buffalo, I think, if it was four or three and a half, but three? Get my money back if I do minus three, and I think Tampa Bay's a better team anyway, and I don't think they'll win by less than that points, but... I, I think the Buffalo has a really good shot at winning this one outright. You know, maybe I'll just split the difference. I'll go Buffalo plus three, and then I will go Tampa Bay money line on this one. I think that's fine. Yeah, I think that's fine. I'm definitely the under this one. I'll, I'll, I might, I probably throw this under in a lot of my parlays, my over under parlays, honestly, because I, I think that's a, that might be like a guaranteed one right there. I don't know why that's so high. Buffalo is the best pass defense in the NFL, and I know they can't defend against the run, whatever. But I think they can defend against Lenny. He is kind of a plotter. Uh, the the offensive line for the Buccaneers that was fucking insane. So I get it. But 
The Bills passing defense is insane. I mean, that's the way the Buccaneers make that money. And the Buccaneers have a really great defense, too. Really good pass rushing that should limit Josh Allen, but he can run the ball, too. But they make him one-dimensional, which is definitely possible. Get Carlton Davis back. You put that motherfucker on. Uh, you double up uh, Diggs or whatever like that. And you got to watch out for Cole Beasley, because I know they play a lot of zone, and Beasley's really, really good for the Bills in zone. Uh, just kind of... <sighs> I am going to have to, you know, put down what I think for each game, but this is a stay away from, from the money line or the plus thing, unless you want to bet the bills and you feel really confident. Um, I wouldn't do it personally, but if you really want to go ahead and do it, I think that's fine. Um, yeah, I, but I definitely love that under. That under is so going to hit. If that under doesn't hit, I, I may no longer be a god at over-under stuff, uh, which I think I am very good at. So Last week was a little disappointing, not going to lie. I think I was like two for six, which wasn't great, but, you know, two for six means we bet all that stuff and all that stuff is plus 270, pretty much, right? Um, so, I mean, uh, I came out pretty decently close there. So, yeah. I don't know if you can hear that fucking dog, but holy shit, it barks all the fucking time. No one's supposed to have fucking dogs here, and it barks all the fucking time. It's so annoying. I, I hope you didn't hear it. I don't think you can, or I don't think you have, but, man, that dog just, it's like a, it's like a little dog. You hear that? God, that fucking dog, bro. I want to yell. I've been wanting to yell so long, being like, shut that fucking dog up. But whatever, that's another <laughs> conversation for another time. This is what you get when it's just me solo by myself, just fucking talking, hanging out. I just say random shit, um, which is great and fun. I just always keep talking, you know? This is this is a one-cut thing, pretty much, unless I have to, you know, blow my nose or go to the bathroom or some shit like that, then I pause it, but I'm just straight through. It's extreme of consciousness. It's just, I have all the information from watching all the games. I can spat up pretty much anything I want, because I just know all this shit, which is great, so I don't have to write a script. I hate writing scripts. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, and you know this is real because I'm telling you all this stuff, right? Anyway, um, yeah, I, I'm lowering a lot of my Tampa Bay receivers, putting Lenny up pretty high, uh, and Rojo a decent amount, too, because he might get some moves there, too. But, yeah, I mean, the Bills have a lockdown, run de uh, lockdown pass defense. It's great. I love it. Um, and I think that 53.5 on over is just, uh, uh, that line is just, is insane. It's insane. Anyway, we've got the, next up, the Bears and the Packers. Easy, 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 plus 11.5 for the Bears for me. Uh, in Lambeau, I don't give a shit. Um, that's way too many points in the division game where I think the, the Bears defense is actually really good. Uh, still, still very good. Um, I, I think if the Packers are starting to win, they're going to run the ball a lot with their two, the two-person combo. The over-under for this is 43.5. I do... Jair is designated to return from the IR, but I don't expect him to return this week. If Andy Dalton starts, I like the over. If Fields starts, I like the under. Still like the plus 11.5, though, either quarterback. I definitely like the plus 11.5 less, as in I might not bet it if Fields is the quarterback. But I have to I have to think about that one a little bit more, because um, I'm just not sure who's playing or not. I would love to see Akeem Hicks back. That would be really, really great, especially because I expect the Packers to run the ball a decent amount in this one. In Lambeau, I, I do, I you know, I still like that 11 and a half. I, I actually probably will bet that either way, because I think the Packers will have trouble containing fields, but I don't know what he's going to look like when he comes back. I think the Bears' uh, play calling has been super impressive, though, the past uh, month almost. Um, so whoever's calling plays since Nagy had COVID, I just remember that specifically that time point where I saw the play calling get better. I, I think that's really good. And the Bears also run the ball. You know, I actually, I like the under in this one a lot, actually. I... I we're going under. I think it's like five unders in a row, but I, I am team under gang if, you know, all else fails to go under because uh, a lot of shit can happen. Um, and I think that's more for like play, player props and all that shit, but nevertheless, it, 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 I mean, it is what it is. I, I still call it for the games too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have... Oh yeah, I'm sorry. So I was talking about the running games. I, I really think the 
the one thing I will make a little bit of criticism about the Bears is that Montgomery needs to run the ball, and Herbert needs to run the ball, and needs to do it a lot more, because they've been insane. They've both been very, very good. The offensive line play has actually really improved in the beginning of the season as well, too, which is great for the Bears. They Probably one of the better, like, 14th, 13th seed in the NFC that I've seen in a long time, at 4-8 and eight as well, too. Um, the only team that isn't, like, 4-8 or better, I think, is just Detroit in that uh, in the NFC. And then and the AFC gets all very parody, too. This year, this NFL has been great uh, for parody, and this is a little bit of a tangent, but I love that. I mean, I can't remember the last time in, like, week 13, week, uh, week 14, rather, that there were so many teams in the hunt for the AFC, but there's, like, 10 teams? I mean, God, it's like, who's out? Like, um, the Jaguars, the Texans, the Jets, not even the Dolphins are out, right? Um, and then in the West, no one's out in the West. In the South, they talk to the South. And then the North... Is anyone out in the North? I mean, we got the Bengals, the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Browns. It's really just those three teams: the Texans, uh, Jaguars, and um, and, uh, and uh, who did I say? Texans, Jaguars, and uh, and Jets. Really, and the Jets have three wins. I want to say, right? Like, how many wins do the Jets have? Uh, I want to say they have three wins, right? Maybe Tennessee. They won last. They didn't win last week. They won the week before. Maybe they only have two. Actually, am I dumb? Bro, someone help me out. <laughs> Let's just go to the standings. NFL standings 2021. Excuse me. Yeah, they threw wins, three and nine. I forget. I know they beat the Titans, and I know they beat someone else recently. But who's the other guy? Yeah, I mean everyone else is. It's the two win teams and the three win teams, and everyone else has six wins or higher. And then in the NFC, we've got the one ten and one Lions, and then after that, it's the Seahawks four and eight, and the Giants four and eight, uh, and the Bears four and eight. And like, bro, that is. I mean, there's a lot of five and sevens here, too, because it is a little bit more top-heavy here, for sure, but, like, damn, bro, I mean, there's a lot of parity going on here. Yeah, Washington's won four straight, huh? I just, I, I love when there's so much parity. It, it just makes the end of the year so much more fun. It, I, I really do love it. Uh, so, anyway, we are going to... Oh, I screwed down a little bit. Okay, yeah, the last game we got on here before I talk about some other stuff that I want to talk about, uh, we got the Rams and the Cardinals, and you know me. It's at Arizona. Don't care. Rams are the best team in the NFC. Maybe Tampa Bay is a little bit better. I, I go back and forth now at this point, but Rams are still my favorite. Cardinals are my third favorite team behind those two. I'm going the Rams. Going Rams money line. I'm going the Rams plus two. Easy for me. Um, I, I do love what the Cardinals have been doing. I think they're a very, very good team. I just don't think the defense is as good as the Rams are. I just I just don't. Sorry. And I don't think the coaching is as good. Uh, although I do like Cliff Kingsbury. He's been very good. Uh, especially going after Kyler, getting your guy. What a ballsy fucking move. I criticized him at the time, too. Although I wasn't as active on Twitter. I didn't really have a presence where you could record that stuff. But I was like, why would you, why wouldn't you just stick with Josh Rosen? Who I definitely have like a crush on, for sure. I, I love that guy. He says some really, really interesting stuff in interviews that I really, really liked. But um, anyway... Uh, he wanted Kyler, number one pick, they got Kyler, and they've been pretty much good ever since, and that was an amazing pick, great job, uh, Cliff, I was totally wrong on that, but that was also a while ago. And this game is 51 and a half, that is a tough one that I'm probably staying away with, but I like the over for this 51 and a half, that's eight touchdowns, I think that's definitely possible, 28-28, you know, that's, that's a, that's a score I can see happening, a 20-25, or a 30-25 to to 27 game, yeah, I think that's very, very much within the realm of possibility. In fact, I think it's very, very likely. So, yeah, I'm going with that one for sure. We're doing that. Um, yeah, so that's all the games. I've got all the stuff. Uh, last thing I guess I want to say, too, I've been really impressed with Josh Jacobs. I, I, I just, I think a lot of people also would have been really, really into Josh Jacobs a lot if they didn't have Kenyon Drake there. He signed a two-year deal, you know, it's whatever, whatever. I think he had, like, six million guaranteed, so really not that much. It just kind of seemed like a really odd move when they traded away two very good offensive linemen and didn't use... I mean, they did... 
I think they like the center that they have used now, and he's been okay. And then they drafted a guy in the first round, obviously Leatherwood, right, who didn't expect to go in the second or the first round, but I expect to be a second round pick. And they drafted Morig, who's supposed to be a first round pick, and got drafted in the second. So pretty much just switch those, and you'd be fine with that draft. I don't like people were so fucking insane about that, but uh, you know, I digress. Whatever the fuck this is, but um, nevertheless, <laughs> I digress. Nevertheless, all the fun memes. Clap. Getting back to it. Um, yeah, the Raiders have a really good team. I, I need to talk about Hunter Renfro. Um, he's going to be better than Julian Edelman. If you think Julian Edelman was good for fantasy, if you think Julian Edelman was a good player, Hunter Renfro is your next guy. He's a gym rat. He's a hard worker. He's very cerebral. If you catch that dog whistle, you know exactly what I'm saying, <laughs> which is why it's a dog whistle. Super funny. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he, he, he's, 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 he's already a star. I think, um, uh, I, I really do think that. Um, and you're, you should go out and trade from a dynasty is really the best place you can do it right now. Cause most trade deadlines are probably past, you know, or like two weeks, maybe one week or a week and a half. I don't know, away from the playoffs for most people in fantasy. Um, but if you can acquire that guy in any which way, do it in a heartbeat. Heartbeat, you will thank me later. Um, Zach Wilson had one of his best games of his career, probably had the best game of his career last week. He His ball precision was perfect, and that was the thing I really, really loved about him. And, and when I, read, I talked about this on Twitter, at Bacon Games Jesse, uh, he, he was like 75% perfect laser, great throws right in the chest, right exactly where they need to be. I've never seen a quarterback put the ball exactly where it needs to be on especially crossing routes and, and even deeper routes than, than what Zach Wilson does. It's fucking insane, and I love it to death. Um, I, I still believe in Mims. I don't know what the fuck the Jets are doing. I hate defensive coaches. I think they have no idea what they're doing with the offense. I think they're so fucking stupid. Salah has not been a good coach all year. Uh, I think he's actually been really fucking terrible. He should be fired even before Urban. I think Urban should be fired immediately. Just the fact that Denzel Mims isn't getting on the field is fireable offense. It's, an, it's a fireable offense in my book. Sorry. It is. It, it really is. Um, and, you know, pe people will definitely clown on me, and I, I, I still have people being like, oh, Denzel Mims, good job, fucking idiot. Bro, you, for fantasy, at least, you didn't even have to spend a draft pick on this guy. Just put him on, like, your watch list, and if he had a good game, pick him up, and then you're fine. Like, the problem with comparing that to a guy like, uh, like Brandon Ayuk is that you had to waste, like, a six-round pick on that guy, and you get pretty much nothing in return. I picked him off of waiver wires in, like, three of my leagues, and I think he's a great waiver wire because I don't think, as much as I thought he was a bust at wide receiver 24 or 26, I still think he's a average to above average player in a very very good system for him uh so i i just you know it just makes sense to me i also hate the niners fans i was looking on twitter niners fans don't deserve jimmy g i'm so i'm gonna be really happy when he leaves because those guys are fucking idiots and if they think trey if they want to see trey lance when they're in the middle of a playoff rush uh a playoff hunt and he hasn't seen the field in forever because the coaching staff doesn't think he's that good because he hasn't he's played one game the past two years and that wasn't even at division one college level uh, you might want to rethink your fucking fandom, you goddamn idiots. Like, are you kidding me? Like, you want to put this guy who's done nothing uh, to show you that he's been a better quarterback than Jimmy G? In fact, he's only been a worse quarterback in the games we've seen, uh, where he gets to actually throw the ball. You want to put him in the middle of a playoff run, uh, hunt uh, or playoff, you know, trying to get into the playoffs? You're an idiot. Fans are so stupid. I hate them so much. Sorry to all you fans out there. I'm including myself. I'm a dumb fuck Jaguars fan. I mean... I am an idiot, I will keep loving them, and I will feel lots of pain, and I'm stupid, it's fine, I, I get it, you can call us that, that's totally fair, and I'll call other fans that too. Um, I think people underrate the Saints defense though a lot, they're, they're still really good, it's just the offenses had literally zero weapons to work with, they're on their, what, like, fifth quarterback right now, they're on their, like, fifth string wide receiver, they, they, they haven't had Kamara forever, and now they're losing Ingram for this week, and Ty Montgomery... You just, it's, it's, they're on like a five-game losing streak too. It's just a loss. You, what are you supposed to do on offense for that? And the defense suffers because they stay on the field a lot. What are you supposed to do? Now, this Jaguars game coming up next, um, this is a feeling 
that I have. I think the Titans have been struggling. It's a division game. I really think Trevor has been playing better than his stats have been showing, but not that much better because the receiving talent is Jamal Agnew, uh, Laquan, Laquan Treadwell, um, Carlos Hyde, um, uh, fucking Chris Manhurt sometimes, who is a really good blocker but can't really catch the ball, and then Lavishka Chenault. Motherfucker, how is he supposed to succeed there? Marvin Jones is there too. Yeah, I get it, but he's never been that good. He can't be a number one receiver. He never has, never will, and I knew that coming into the season. DJ Chark was the alpha. He is the best receiver on the team, and the passing game has suffered immensely without him. It's not even close. Uh, People who said that Marvin Jones and Chark was like the worst receiver on this, that fucking team, are the dumbest people in the entire world. They're just dumb. And they don't watch the Jaguars. These guys think they can come to me on Twitter. They come to me on Twitter. The Jaguars fan. The Jaguars expert on fantasy football Twitter. That is me. I am, I am that person. They come to me thinking they can tell me who the best wide receiver on the Jaguars is, where I bet they never even watched more than three games of, three Jaguars games in the entirety of their lives per season. And maybe one of those games is when their team played the Jaguars. Like, shut the fuck up, you absolute idiots. Sorry, I'm getting a little heated in these things, but I just love talking about football, and that's what this podcast is for. I just, I just think those people are dumb. If you ever thought that about that, you're a fucking idiot, and go fuck yourself. I'm calling people idiots, too. It's whatever it is. I feel so bad for the Ravens, too. They're gonna sneak into the playoffs, probably, but the injuries have just decimated this team where I don't think they have a shot for the Super Bowl. Uh, the Panthers... Bro, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting even sexual thinking about this. I'm getting hot even thinking about this, bro. If the Panthers, whew, because they're, they're getting rid of these quarterbacks. Fuck Sam Darnold. I don't know why they picked up that fifth year option. What a dumb thing to do preemptively. And I don't, I mean, I get why they signed Cam Newton. I think he's definitely an upgrade over PJ Walker, what they have, um, even though he can't throw the ball at all, but just run the ball. It's fine. Um, although they don't have McCaffrey anymore, which is, which is a huge meme too. And, I'm sorry, getting a little bit aggressive, but <laughs> if the Panthers, draft a guy like Kenny Pickett, or I have to look at Corral and, and Strong or these other guys if I even like any of them. If they get a quarterback that I like next year, this Panthers team is going to be is going to be in the playoffs, no doubt. I'll, I'm, I might throw like a hundred bucks on them next next year in order to be to, to make it to the playoffs because if they get it, they have already have a team that I love. The offensive line can use some work for sure. That's something that can be improved though, definitely. They have also used some draft capital on that. That's okay. Uh, they, have a, they have a decent amount of guys on rookie deals too, uh, to, to be fair, that are also very, very good. So they get a quarterback. They don't even need to, they just need to keep Robbie Anderson because for whatever reason, Sam Darnold just hates Robbie Anderson. And that's, he had a better game with Cam Newton, I think, two weeks ago than he ever did with Sam Darnold on the team, which is fucking insane because he was so good last year with Teddy Bridgewater. And Teddy Bridgewater isn't a very good of a quarterback either. I mean, you talk about what DJ Morris had to do with the quarterbacks. Talk to me about what goddamn, um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, who is the guy I was just literally just talking about? Oh my god. T- talk to me about what Robbie Anderson has to deal with in his career and with the numbers he's put up with those guys too. Like, come on. Get you a good quarterback on the Panthers. But Tommy Tremble in there, great blocker, but actually a pretty decent receiver, if not a if not a good receiver. Maybe draft I know they drafted Chuba in the fourth round, and they're probably won't draft another running back, but maybe you want some more, more, more insurance? Because McCaffrey cannot, cannot stay healthy, and he will not stay healthy next year either. I I, I can bet money on that one. If he does, great for him, but he just He's just injury-prone. Like Saquon, they're both injury-prone now. That just is what it is. Sorry. Um, and it sucks because it definitely takes away Saquon's explosiveness. I think it's been less hurtful for McCaffrey because he's such a good pass catcher. But, uh, you know, I digress a little bit. Anyway, it, when, when, the, when the Panthers get a quarterback next year that they can actually use, they probably will draft one. If they get Kenny Pickett, because I know I'm going to love Kenny Pickett, um, the guy to pit. I, I'm not going to commit to that on air, like, super big right now, but I feel like he's going to be my number one quarterback, and if they were to draft him, which is, I can see him falling to wherever they pick in the mid-rounds for the Panthers, so they're probably not a playoff team. Oh boy, that is going to be hella fun. Um, yeah. I'll say it again, football team has been great, their defense has been really good, but this is a slowing down game, for sure, versus the Cowboys. Um, the Texans, 
like I've been saying all year, they got some decent players on that team, just no star power at all. And that's something they need to deal with immediately. So trade Watson and get a shit ton of picks uh, in the offseason. You do that, and then you sign a bunch of guys with all the cap room that you guys should probably have. I don't know who you're paying, Tunsil and and Watson. I can actually look that up real quick, so I am very curious. Because they just got rid of Zach Cunningham, who they will owe some money um, to uh, after, he's, I think he was, what, like two years, maybe? This is the second year into his big deal. I thought he was a really, really good tackler, honestly. Um, maybe it's just too much of a liability in the coverage game, which is fine. That's definitely a real thing. Um, well, let's see who they're paying. Yeah, I mean, the biggest hit by far is is Deshaun. 15 million cap hit. I mean, if we go to next year, we go to 2022, I mean, what is his cap hit there? Yeah, it's it's $40 million? That can't be right. <laughs> that can't be right at all. Uh, and then Tunsil is 26, and then Cooks is 16, and then after that, it's like Eric Murphy, Marcus Cannon. There, there's just not a lot here at all, really. And, uh, I mean... Just, just get rid of just get rid of Watson. And I only see twenty six active players on here too for the the cap figures being. Is what it is. Oh, they do have Whitney Merciless, Shaq Lawson, and Zach Cunningham will be dead cap in twenty twenty two. Might be another dead year for them. It, it very much could be, but still, I just I really think that um, I don't even think if this is a two year rebuild for them, which I think it might be. I don't even think you need to draft a quarterback in a in a in a um. And you probably just roll with David Mil Davis Mills against. Or if you want to use a second or a third round pick on another quarterback, I think that's fine too. Uh, just to see, you know, if you maybe don't need to take one in the next draft. But I think the draft after this one, which I don't really know what the quarterback situation is going to look like for college because I'm I'm barely there on like the this year for college. But they, there's, you know, a better quarterback class coming up next year. I think it's definitely worth it to wait again and then get a quarterback there. Because, dude, just trade Watson. I, I, just, I just don't get it. Like, he hasn't been suspended. Nothing's been happening. I guess I'm not privy to all the information, but because if he does like end up being active or something like that, maybe they will just suspend him. But like, what is he doing on the roster right now? I mean, I know you guys aren't winning right now and tanking, which is fine. Definitely tank if you can. Get that draft pick. Do whatever you need to do. Um, just you know, I, I just that that's a big hit Watson there, and I just don't understand why you keep that there for no reason. Multiple years, rather. This year, I kind of get it, but for multiple years, yeah, no, that is just just a literally waste of money. What a dumb thing to do. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, the Giants-Chargers game, I just need to see who plays for that one. Love T. Higgins for the Bengals. Um, Josh Allen is not worth that Buffalo Bills contract, and he's proving it this year, because I still think they're a longer shot than most expect for the playoffs. Um, now, let's look at the Bills' schedule real quick, though, because I say that without knowing their schedule. They play the Buccaneers, the Panthers, the Patriots again, the Falcons, and the Jets. That was spooky. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with loss at the Buccaneers, beat the Panthers, lose to the Patriots again, beat the Falcons, beat the Jets. So they'll go three and two the rest of the way down. And that's good for 10 and seven, which will probably be good enough for a playoff spot. So maybe they are a playoff team, but I don't really expect them to. I mean, they could also lose to Carolina, to be fair. So if they go nine and eight, they could also lose to the Jets too. They they probably they probably go three and two. They could go two and three. That might not be enough though if they go two and three. And I mean they also could beat the Buccaneers this week. Let's not get it twisted. That's definitely a possibility. Um, yeah, this is just that's just super tough. I can't believe the Browns are in last place at six and six. That's just. I mean, so are the Broncos and the Raiders six and six. I just this parody is just so much fun. I love that. You know, it'd be great if the Dolphins played the Bills when they had a fully healthy Tua. For these last few weeks, I'd be so happy. Who do the Dolphins play actually the rest of the way? They've got the. Oh, are they on bye this week? Yeah, they're on bye this week. And they got the Jets, the Saints, the Titans, and the Patriots. That is a tough end of the season to win. Probably they'll need to win four games. Because uh, I'm not going to get in over the Bills, right? 
because they lost both to the Bills, I want to say. Or did they did they beat the Bills? No, they got crushed, and they lost. Yeah, on 31st. Okay, right, that's where the Jaguars beat. <laughs> right, right, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. This is a tough one for them, for sure. I'll say that. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, it's just, it's just going to be tough for the, for the Bills to get in. But yeah, that, that is what it is. All right, I think that's good enough for the podcast. We went about an hour. Um, remember, follow me, Big Games Jesse, on Twitter. I put a lot of I put all my bets out there. I do all my stuff there. You know, the uh, right before the games and everything. Super super fun. I um, I love doing this. You know, I had to take the week off because I just had to because of work stuff. But yeah, I really enjoy you guys listening to me to the end. I really appreciate that. If you listen to any of this at all, I really do appreciate it. I just um, I love talking about football. I always. We'll do. I'll do it forever. I'll do it till the day I die, probably. Um, I think it's just super fun, and I think I'm good at it. So yeah, follow me on the socials. Follow me on all the stuff. Hit me up. Listen to the podcast. Do all the memes. Uh, I love you guys out there. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Bacon Games podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at BGF Sports, and be sure to tune in next time.